Welcome to another episode of Million Dollar Stories, where we get to interview authors from all over the world. And I learn something from my guests every single time. And I think I'm going to learn something from this individual. She wrote a book called How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. Is that a clear punch to the face uh, of exactly what the book entails? I think that's beautiful. So it is a uh, powerful guide for women to attract unlimited abundance today. Sandy Forster, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I think this uh, will be great for our audience. I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast most likely uh, wants to increase their net worth, increase their freedom, increase their abundance. Uh, so it seems like you have a recipe within this book. Let's break it down to the very beginning. What made you write this? Uh, I think I saw a little bit of a story. So maybe if you want to share why you wrote this or um, you know who it's helping right now. That'd be very yeah, great. Love to, love to. So I guess it, it kind of started for me, um, give you a very short backstory. I used to live in one of the most southern states of Australia, quite cold. And my parents decided we would move to one of the northern states, nice and warm, tropical. But in between the move, when they sold their house, they decided to take half the money from the sale of the house, travel the world, and then come back to Australia and live, which we did, which was amazing. Like I was 15 at the time. It was incredible. We went to, I don't know, about 40 countries or so. It was just mind-blowing. But when I got back to Australia, went to my new school, I fell in love with a boy, a surfer boy, and we ended up getting married 10 years later. And I had a uh, six-month-old and a three-year-old, and we decided around that time that it wasn't working. So we divorced. And at that time, I had a hobby business. And that hobby business was designing and manufacturing swimwear and gymwear. And it was fun. I used to buy fabric and I would create all these designs and I would sew them all and I would sell them at the flea markets or set up a little shop over summer, just a temporary shop. And I would make lots of, you know, play money, I called it, just to buy the things that I wanted. We put in a swimming pool. We uh, put in all our landscaping. We went on holidays. But then suddenly, that money that was coming in from that business uh, suddenly had to be my sole income and it didn't work. Like it was mm -hmm. enough to maybe put petrol in the car, gas in the car, pay the utilities, but, you know, buy some food, but that was it. And so I found myself getting further and further and further in debt. And I know that I was, feeling. Uh, I know that feeling very well. <laughs> no fun at all. So I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare. And welfare at the time I was getting for an entire year, uh, I was getting 15,000 Australian dollars, which at the time was seven and a half thousand US dollars a year. So you can imagine, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt and on welfare, which doesn't really get you nowhere. Like it, it, you just get further and further behind. I was stressed to the eyeballs. I was so, I just felt like I'd been born into the wrong life. I just felt like, like I'm not a, I don't know, I guess you could call it materialistic person. I don't need a lot of stuff. But what I do need is I need freedom. I need choices. I need to be able to do the things that make my heart sing. And one of those things is travel. I need to be able to have time to just chill out. And I just felt like that was so opposite to my life. I was just, it was not a fun time. And it was a time that I call myself a crummy mummy because I had little patience. I was always yelling at my kids. It was just... <laughs> The pits, the absolute pits. So then I was always searching, how could things be different? And I was really obsessed with 
reading books and listening to audios about successful people and how they are able to change things and how they're able to make all their money and live the life of their dreams. And so personal development became my thing. And then when everything really changed was I was looking in the local paper and suddenly I came across this little ad. It was only like an inch by an inch and it just jumped out at me. There's some words. Uh, One of them was personal development. One of them was um, strong work ethic and the other was make money. And it was like, oh, that's me. (laughs) I I, I can do that. (laughs) I, I could do. Yeah, that was me. I could do that. I could do that. So I answered the ad and it was to sell a personal development course. And the course was based on the law of attraction. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. I've heard of positive thinking before. I've heard of, you know, we only use so much of our mind and the rest is all untapped. And if you can tap into it, amazing things can happen. I've heard about visualization, but but actually learning in depth about the law of attraction and how that actually worked blew my mind for a start. Like I was, imagine it. So for anyone that doesn't know the law of attraction, it's basically what you think about, what you speak about, where you put your energy and your focus, you then attract that back to you. So you become very mindful of what you're thinking about, talking about, you know, reading, listening to, because you realize that when you put your energy, a lot of your energy into something, you're going to see more of that in your world. So if it's something you don't want, then shift your focus. But for me, it was really amazing because just the very fact that I now understood that what you focus on is what you create, I then decided I'm going all in. And I spent all my time thinking about my ideal life because previously when I thought about this amazing life that I could live where I could travel and where I could own my own home and have a car that didn't leak when it rained and be able to buy fresh flowers and go to the gym and attend meditation evenings. Previously thinking about all those things made me feel super stressed and like it was never going to happen. It felt so far away. But suddenly through understanding the law of attraction and understanding that what I focus on, I create, I got excited when I thought about those things. I imagined myself living in my dream home and owning it, no one being able to kick me out. I imagined driving a car that, you know, didn't leak so much that one day my kids get in the back and say, Mom, there's a plant growing in the car. <laughs> it's like, it was like just imagining this amazing life made me get so excited. And so, of course, I spent so much time doing that because I knew that it was getting me to where I wanted to go rather than making me feel stressed. And so kind of, that was the start. That was really the start of my entire life changing and, and I guess the start of my business because I became obsessed with the law of attraction, obsessed with how the mind worked, obsessed with being able to rewire your brain and, and create what it is that you truly want. Yeah. The, the law of attraction was made popular by the book slash movie, The Secret. And that's really what yes. it's all about. Uh, it seems like you're a Dr. Joe Dispenza fan. Am I right? Yes, I actually have been to one of his events. It's funny because The Secret, um, there's a little story about The Secret. So I don't know if people know there's two secrets. So there's the original movie and then there's the other movie. So what happened was uh, they filmed The Secret. One of the people in The Secret, there was a bit of a kind of issue with the way it was being rolled out. It was supposed to roll out 
um, three TV stations simultaneously around the world. Like, imagine trying to organise that. So that didn't happen. So instead, what they did was they they were selling it, selling the DVD. And uh, one of the people in the movie, it, there was a bit of an issue, so they decided to take that person out. But before that, here in Australia, we couldn't, we couldn't buy the, the movie. We couldn't see it. So I was already teaching Law of Attraction. I'd already written my book. I'd already had courses around it. And But I was really interested in this movie, and it was like, well, why can't we get it in Australia? So anyway, I emailed the secret website and said, you know, I love what you're doing. I get a sense that it's aligned with what I do. I want to give you a gift. And I got an email back from the producer of The Secret, Rhonda Byrne. He said, we get like thousands of emails. I never get any. Somehow yours came to me. Yes, I'd love a present. So I actually sent her my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. And I sent her my home study course, which at the time was a binder with printed paper in there and uh, plastic sleeves with CDs. And anyway, she got this course and everything. And she she emailed me back and said, did you watch The Secret and then write your book? And I said, no, no, my book's been out for a while. And she said, oh, my gosh, you know, it's so aligned with what we do. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call from Rhonda saying, we need to take someone out of The Secret. We would love to have you in instead. Don't no way. You haven't heard the end of the story. <laughs> okay. All right. Holy smokes. <laughs> so anyway, they flew me down to Melbourne, which is where their crew were. They filmed me for an entire day and I was going to take the place of Esther Hicks. So for anyone who knows Esther Hicks, she is a channeler, very calm, like, you know, beautiful, flowing energy, probably noticed already a little different to me, who's like, ah. <laughs> so, so my energy and that entire film was put together energetically as well. So my energy didn't really slot in nicely in all the places where she was. So they didn't end up using them. That didn't matter because I said to Rhonda, you know what? It seems such a shame that Australians can't have this. I don't understand. Why can't you sell to Australia? No, we have an agreement. We can't sell to Australia. I said, well, can't some other person like some Americans sell to Australia? Sure, but we can't. And I said, well, what about a, a US company? They can sell to Australia. Sure, but we can't. Well, hello, I have a US company. I don't even know why I had it now. <laughs> I don't organize this US company. So I imported the secret. And in a matter of about eight months, I made $3 million from importing the secret and selling it all around Australia. Did I know about importing? Did I know about distribution? Did I know about, you know, importing tax and all the stuff? No, but this is one of the things I love to teach because I'm very metaphysical, very creative, very uh, woo-woo, very out there, but I love to marry that with the practical. So I love to take action. I love to, to you know, I just make it happen. So for me, I love to teach. Everyone learns that whole, um, what is it, uh, ready, aim, fire. I like to teach ready, fire, fire aim. aim. Fix That's everything me. up later. Yeah. I'm going to so, jump out yeah, of an airplane and then I'll figure out, I'll figure out how to build a parachute on the way down. Let's exactly. just jump. Yeah. Everyone gets so stuck in the aim, getting it all right, making it perfect, making sure all your ducks are in a row and they never get started. And so the upside of that is, you know, ready, fire, aim is that things get happening really fast and you don't get bogged down. The downside of that is 
yeah, you tend to make a few real big stuff ups along the way. <laughs> but that's business. <laughs> wow, I love that story. Uh, yeah. I I didn't know you had any connection with the secret and uh, selling it. So I, that's fascinating. You saw an opportunity. You saw a major problem. And you capitalized on it, right? And yeah. you serve the many. I'm a Jim Rohn fanatic, you know, service yeah. to the many for service to the many leads to greatness. And so you thought about how can I serve the people in Australia and you were were rewarded because of it. I love it. All right. So I want to touch on this. Um, I believe it starts with the target. Jordan Peterson is, 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 is famous for talking about how important it is to, to have a specific goal, a target, a, a a bullseye to shoot for, because if you don't have that, then you'll never be able to spot the opportunities that are going to come right by you in front of your face. And it's very much like if I want a certain car, I'm going to start to see them everywhere. What you focus on grows, but what you focus on, you start to see how the dots connect. And uh, it wasn't until I wrote my dream obituary in 2015 that analyzed how I want the end to look. Now, maybe it doesn't end exactly like that, but it gave me the specific roadmap. And once I had that in front of me, it made me push towards becoming that person. And all of a sudden, it started to snowball. It wasn't easy. It wasn't like it happened right, right away. But it started to uh, give me this pathway. It became clear. And uh, the path was uh, opening up for me. So I believe it starts with the target. What do you say? Where does it begin? Oh, totally, totally. Like, Number one has to be you have to get clear on what you want because so many people, they're living a life, they're not happy, they hate their job, they, you know, they're just not happy day to day and they just get out of bed, they do the same old, same old. And it's like, well, what do you want? And they say something like, I want more money. It's like, well, you know, walk down the street and you might find a dime or 10 cents on the sidewalk. You got more money, but I bet that's not what you really wanted. So I say to people, you've got to get really clear. So for me, I was like, what do I want? Okay, I want to be able to do something in personal development. I, I mean, I had no idea what because I thought, well, the only things you can do is speak or write a book and there's no way I'm ever doing either of those things. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and as it turns out, um, but so I, I thought to myself, I, I really want to work in personal development. I love like reading and listening and being inspired by other people. I'd love to be able to uh, get up in the morning and go down the beach and, and have a swim and come back and have time to do some yoga and go to the gym and get the kids off to school and then read some more personal development and then maybe share that with someone else and, and just live this life where I own my own house and all those wonderful things that I mentioned before. And it was really funny because, as I said, I, I saw that little ad in the paper. I answered the ad. I started selling this personal development course, and I went to one of their business training days. And at the business training, they said, you have to write down what you do now. The only way you're going to get better at, um, at building your business is know exactly where you're at. So Great. they said, go back to your room tonight and write down exactly what you're doing during your day. So I got back to the room and I said, well... I wake up in the morning, I go down the beach, I have a swim, I come back, I do some yoga, go to the gym, get the kids off to school, I uh, listen to some of the tapes and, and CDs and read the books that I'm selling. I then speak to other people about what it is that I'm doing and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm living this list 
that I wrote before, not only am I living it, but I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. It was like, and in that moment, it really, I mean, even though I was learning about the law of attraction and I understood how it worked, it was in that moment that it was like, oh my gosh, this really works. Like this is really like I have created the exact thing I wrote down. So I'm huge on telling people to get really clear on what you want. Like, how do you want your house to look? So for me, one of the things was I wanted a house that I had plenty of room. I had a walk-in wardrobe. I thought that was a big deal. (laughs) I have a swimming pool. I have an outdoor area, lots of trees, lots of birds, uh, lots of privacy. And I've manifested that exact thing. Like I have a house that uh, is unbelievable and I call it my own divine oasis. And every time anyone comes here, whether it's a tradesman or a friend, everyone just walks in and goes, oh, my gosh, you know, you feel like you're in another country. And I feel so lucky that I've created that because, again, I got really clear on what I wanted. So no matter what it is that you want, if you want a successful business, don't just say, I want a successful business. You don't have to figure out all the steps between where you are now and and what that successful business will look like. But what will your life be like? What will business like when you are successful? Like how much money are you making? How much time are you spending in the business? What are you doing with all that money? How do you feel about all those things that you're doing and buying and experiencing? Like really get into the feeling place because the feelings are what allow you to become magnetically um, sort of charged and allow your dreams and desires to come to you because you can think about it all day long but that has no energy unless you get your feelings involved and your feelings are that real power when it comes to attracting and creating your life and you said something really powerful there it was about analyzing your current status what you do on a daily basis because I think the power of writing is internal, not just so much whenever it comes to getting speaking gigs and having the market understand who you are and what you can offer, but knowing where you're at right now and knowing where you're going. If you have those two dots, you now have two road bl- or two things that most people have no clue of where they're at, you know, their current status and where they're going. You have an ultimate advantage everywhere you go. If you know who you are and, and you know, your uh, your desire of uh, a certain pathway, man, that's great. Um, and I was thinking while you were talking, uh, it, it makes me think about not just the business, but your dream schedule, right? If you can get the specifics down of what the business looks like, but more so, what does your dream schedule look like? Build the day that you want. Don't just have a calendar and let it fill up and then create your dream life around those scheduled appointments. Build the day exactly how you want. And I think that that really comes to light only when you start to articulate those thoughts of, man, I'd love to wake up and go for a surf or a run, or I want to eat at this time, or I want two hours to myself. You put that on the schedule and you build around it. Watch what happens, right? Get the specifics down and let the world uh, treat you as such. Yeah, you're so right. It is all about getting really clear because- what ha- I think for me, what happened when I had no money, when I was $100,000 in debt and I thought about being successful, you have to understand that at the time I was working really hard. So I was working really hard, but I had no money. So the idea of becoming a millionaire, which was my which was my goal, 
I was like, well, if I'm working this hard making nothing, I would have to be working so hard that I wouldn't even have a life to be a millionaire. So, of course, I was sabotaging myself. Of course, it wasn't happening. But when I sat down and not only got clear on how much I wanted, how I want my, how I wanted my business to be, but how I wanted my life to be and how my life would fit in and I would be able to do all the things that make my heart sing. Then suddenly when I was imagining that life, I got excited. I was able to generate the emotions I needed to really pour my heart and soul into that vision. And then what happens, the really cool thing about energy that you create when you create a vision that is so powerful is that all of a sudden, people and circumstances and experiences and opportunities suddenly appear to you. Like the thing to understand is they're probably all there all along, but when you get really clear on what you want, it's not only woo-woo law of attraction at play, it's your brain, your reticular activating system, which I won't go into great depth at the moment, but basically it filters out everything you don't need to know and and be aware of in this moment because if you had to process everything in your brain like we take in so many millions of bits of information a second your brain would explode so it filters out most things so everything you want is already all there all the opportunities all the connections all the people all the money all the everything it's all there but your brain is filtering it out so by getting clear on what you want and focusing on that you're actually retraining your reticular activating system to say, this is important, let me now see this. And that's why suddenly, out of the blue, all these amazing opportunities appear or these amazing experiences or connections or whatever it is, they were there all along. But now because you've got clear, you can see them. In your book, I I know you talk about the attitude of gratitude. And the more I was grateful for what I had. It was amazing how I was rewarded with additional resources or skill sets or people in my life. And uh, it, it took a long time for me to be grateful for everything that was happening. Even whenever I was in the storm, man, I'm still, I got my health. All right. Thank God I have an, a, a great family, right? Thank God this is going right. Even though if everything seems to be breaking down, being grateful does something. And maybe it has to do with uh, the universe, or I look at it as God, uh, saying, you know what, if you're grateful in these times, then I'm going to reward you with additional, um, tools, resources, and, uh, fruits down the road because of that. And so one chapter that stands above the rest that I was so blown away with was the less or the more you want, the less you get. I think that's the title of the chapter. And can you explain what that means? I think it's on page 204. I'm looking at your table of contents, but <laughs> the more you want, the less you get. Because I think the moment that I started to want less and I wanted a, you know, a certain lifestyle and 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 maybe having a little bit more freedom, I wasn't thinking about billions of dollars and mansions. It was amazing what happened where I started to actually get more because I was only focusing on a few things. What do you say about that? Yeah. And there's quite a bit to unpack there. So let me just quickly touch on gratitude. So gratitude, you're so right. It is it is just this magical superpower when it comes to manifesting, when it comes to creating in your world. Um, The more you can focus on things to be grateful for, what happens is, again, it comes down to, yes, the law of attraction, 
and the universe supplying, but it also comes down to your reticular activating system. So the more you are grateful for things, the more you things that you can be grateful for suddenly appear in your life. So yes, definitely that practice. I mean, I have a gratitude journal right in at the end of every day. And literally when you first start doing that, it is a very, you know, falling asleep, suddenly sitting bolt upright in bed. Oh my gosh, I haven't written in my gratitude journal. What can I write? But then over time, as something happens in your life, after you think, oh, I can write that in my gratitude journal. And then you start looking for things to be grateful for. And then the floodgates open. It really is a magical practice, um, Mm. being grateful for everything. And yes, there are times that I have written in my own gratitude journal. I am so grateful this day is over. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like, it doesn't have to be all sunshine and rainbows. Um, but it is a powerful practice. But then, yes, the more you want, the less you get. Again, we we can be focused on so many different things. And I like people to understand that your focus and your point of attraction, your power is in the moment, is in the now. And what? imagine for a moment the sun, like the sun is beating down on us every single day. Are we all just bursting into flames? Are we all just like fried? No, because that energy is dissipated, okay? But imagine that exact same energy from the sun and you have a, uh, my brother used to have one, what are they called? Magnifying Um, glass. What is it? A magnifying glass. Magnifying glass, that's it. (laughs) And he used to, he shine that onto a leaf and the leaf would burst into flames. Same energy, but magnified hyper focused right yes so it's the same with if you're thinking of all these different things that you want and you've got like this list a million miles long and you're focusing on this thing and thinking about that thing and i want this thing then what happens is your energy can be diluted not always i'm not saying cut your list in half like i only have one or two things you want everyone's different this is the really important thing everybody is different if you are someone who is thinking about lots of different things and nothing's working, you're not manifesting, you're not attracting, then like whittle that list down a little bit. Focus on one or two things and your energy will be stronger around those things. And then you're wanting less, but you're able to achieve more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it, it, it hits home simply because like I see people out there who are trying to do so much and they just never seem happy. And it just seems like they're struggling. And I, I believe uh, that individuals are drawn to people who are calm and, and, and collected. And I think that if I see somebody struggling, they might be a multi-billionaire, but I don't want that life. So I don't follow them into battle. And if I see someone who is calm, happy, peaceful, I'm, looking at that individual, like they figured out something that I want to figure out. And so I want to be around you. I want to work with you on things. I want to, I want to do business with you. And I think that, um, people miss that. And I, and maybe it has to do with, they want less therefore they get more. Maybe that's it. And, and the other thing is too, you'll find that, cause I know when I had nothing, I wanted everything. Like when I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt and on welfare, I wanted it all. My list yes. was a million miles long. And when I first got money, like I remember, I remember the time when I actually realized that I had money on <clears throat> me and I, I love smoothies. 
And I would have, this was before I went on to green smoothies, I was into fruit smoothies. And I loved buying, you know, all this fresh fruit from the beautiful Sunshine Coast where I live, putting it in the blender in the morning, having, having a big fruit smoothie. And my, my blender broke down. Now, normally, my life prior to, you know, when I didn't have any money, that's a disaster. Like having to buy anything was a disaster. But I remember going to Target, walking down the aisle, looking at all the blenders. Target. You call it a Target. That's hilarious. <laughs> I find that fascinating. Target. And I've heard, hey, if you want to make it a little bit spicier, say Target. Very good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm walking down that, that blender aisle and I'm looking at all the blenders. And in that moment, I'm looking at, because the first thing I do is look at the prices. I'm looking at all the prices and suddenly I'm in the blender aisle. I'm starting to tear up. I'm about to cry because I, and I still get very emotional when I think about this. I suddenly realized that I can buy any of these blenders. I don't have to buy a blender based on a price. Even though I wasn't a millionaire at that time, I'd come up with an idea. Money was rolling in. I was making more in a month than I had an entire year. So I wasn't a millionaire, but I was definitely on the way. And it was like, I could, I can buy any blender. Like, and it was just <laughs> such a, a defining moment in understanding that I had cracked the code. I had, I realized then that I wasn't going to have to worry about money to that extent ever again, that I had the secret. I had the tools and the, the tips and the exercises and the processes. I had what it took to actually be able to continually attract money into my life. And it was just so beautiful. So yeah, I love the fact that um, something as little as that could make such a difference. But then, okay, so that's the very start. But as more and more money came in, and as I became a millionaire, then I started to get a little bit out of control. So my parents were super frugal. Like, I'm talking like, incredibly frugal. They lived through the depression. So, you know, regal is just who they are. And I was determined I was not going to be like that. I had money now and I was not going to be like that. So yes, I wasted a lot of money. So you go from having nothing, swinging all the way over to having a stack and then wasting it. And then I've kind of come back into the middle. So I love, like you said, having less. I feel like I have everything I could ever need. And that doesn't mean I have every gadget and this, that, and the other, but I have a beautiful home. I can travel. I, my time is my own. I choose when to work. That to me, all of that is freedom. My highest value is freedom. And so when you get clear on what you want your life to look like, what your highest value is, and you align all of that and you live that, you really don't need a lot. You, yeah. you really don't need a lot. And you can take such pleasure in the things that bring you joy rather than having all the extra stuff. Yeah. The longer I'm in this game, the more I realize how important it is to uh, focus on what you want your life to look like rather than how much money you make. And I think it becomes more significant the more money you do make because sometimes yeah. people make a lot of money, but they fall into that trap. And while you were in that aisle looking at those blenders, it makes me think of an Earl Nightingale quote. Are you familiar with him at all? Yeah. And he, I think it was him that quoted, uh, don't ask for the world to be different, ask for you to be better or stronger. I forget how he put it. And it just makes sense where, you know, there's chaos. There's all kinds of problems happening all around you. And people will always say, man, I wish the world were this way, or I wish, you know, I hit the lottery. No, if you crack the code, like you said, you become this magnet 
And, and you are the lottery. <laughs> you are the lottery, right? And you can create at will. And therefore, I think cracking the code, and this is probably what your book talks about more so than anything else, don't chase, attract, right? Have mm -hmm. it come to you. Have the world come to you. And I don't know if you're a spiritual person when it comes to religion or believing in God, but if we're born in the likeness and image of God, we can create, we can bring into our life whatever we deem uh, is possible. And that brings me to my one of my last questions here. This book is, is written specifically for women. And uh, it, what I have found out is that it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, the reason why people don't get what they want is sometimes they don't feel like they're worthy. And maybe they struggle with imposter syndrome. And uh, the, the way I beat imposter syndrome, I think it's a, it's a natural thing that happens to us. The way you beat it is to leave no doubt. But also to the way you beat it is you have to first believe that you're worthy of wealth, success, and just being a victory, uh, being a victorious person everywhere you go. So that's where I think it, where it starts. But what do you say? Why is it that most people struggle with this, this concept that you outline in the book? Oh, honestly, everybody struggles with imposter syndrome, I think. I've even heard Oprah say she struggles with imposter syndrome. And I think it's just a matter of, I mean, I've got a photo of myself that I took when I won some massive big award. And instead of being, wow, that's amazing, I am crying because I'm thinking, oh, if only they knew that, you know, I just work from home and I'm sitting here in my gym pants and, you know, oh, I'm such a fraud. Like, it's like, it's it's incredible the things that our mind does. I think, you know, they're going to take the award away from me. But it's like, I think the problem is, as you said, we are part of something bigger. We are part of the universe. We are connected to God. We are, we are this divine little spark of something so much bigger. And when when we feel we are this just us, our us, little us, our we're this human person, and we disconnect from that source, that's when things are harder. That's when things are more challenging. That's when we think we have to do it ourselves and who are we and how can we and blah, blah, blah. But when you really understand that we are part of something amazing, incredible, huge, we are this divine spark of God. We are part of the quantum field. We are part of the entire universe. And that's all there to support us. Because the thing to understand, God, the universe wants more for us than we could ever want for ourselves. That's the first thing to understand, way more than we could ever even conceive. And so when we really get that and we understand, then we can just it, it kind of opens you up to this big sigh of relief. It's like not only are we supported all the way, but there is way more there available for us and waiting for us. And that just kind of frees up a lot of that energy about I've got to get and I've got to have and I've got to do. And and when you let go of that energy, you do become more creative because that energy shuts down the creative part of the brain, shuts down you know your thinking, shuts down logic it just shuts down everything and when you let go of that frantic energy and understand that you're being supported there's more for you than you could ever imagine just waiting for you that allows you to as I said relax breathe and get creative and come up with ideas and notice this course or that opportunity or this thing over there it just allows you to be in the moment as opposed to always that running chasing 
try to grab energy. And so, yeah, it's a powerful thing when you understand that we all suffer a little bit of imposter syndrome at some point in our life. But know that you are more than just you. You are connected to the divine. And that alone should make you feel unbelievable. Oh, great way of saying it. Uh, you were making me think of uh, the days of struggling and and being really scared of making a mistake. And uh, I was desperate in those days. And, it, you know, if you look at people who are desperate, you probably can sense it in individuals when you meet with them on a Zoom call or whether it's in person. That desperation, usually it's very unattractive. And so when you're desperate for money or opportunities or love, you usually push away all the yep. things that you want. And uh, and so desperation is such a, a recipe for failure. And once you have that state of mind where you have everything you need, it's like, it, it's like individuals sense that you are a solution to them. And so you and are not pushing anybody away. Them. You draw them in. And so desperation is something you need to let go of. And even when you're struggling financially in business, you somehow have to break that pattern and believe that you have everything that you need and you don't want for nothing. Right. So that yeah. is going to and that's open hard. up doors. That's very yeah, that difficult. It's illogical yeah. too, right? When you're starving, <laughs> To say that you have enough food, it's very, very tough, but it does something to the psyche. But it works. It and works. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because it made me think of it. Yeah, you got to keep going. I think this is the thing. Too many people, they they start a business or they learn about the law of attraction and they do a few things and it's like, oh, it didn't work. It's like, you know what? It's all about persistence. It's all about, it's not just about continuing and showing the universe showing God, showing the divine that you have what it takes. It's also showing yourself that you have what it takes rather than two steps in and then bailing. It's like commit to something, give it a real good, strong shot, keep going. Because, you know, when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare for many, many years, I still dreamt of being a millionaire. I still felt like I'd been born into the wrong life and that all those choices and all those opportunities, where were they? Like I was not living the life that I should. I wanted something to change and God damn it, it was going to change. And I didn't give up. I kept going. And so I think that's the difference. A lot of people give up way too soon. They give up like one step before everything is going to turn around and they just lose belief. Whereas if you get really clear on what you want and you focus on that consistently, that starts to build your level of belief that it's actually possible for a start. And that's when, as I said, you start to retrain your reticular activating system and you start to see opportunities and situations. Then, of course, you've got to take action. You can't see all this great stuff and then sit back and go, oh, you know, I'm not sure. Take action. Give it a go. Ready, fire, aim. And then, you know, things start to happen. And then once the ball starts rolling, your belief starts building even more and when your belief starts building even more, you become even more attractive to what you desire and it can happen faster and faster, but you've just got to persist. You've got to keep going. Yeah. It's uh, you, you bring up another great point where you first have to prove it to yourself, right? You can't prove it to someone else uh, if you don't believe it. And you have to own that identity that you are going to stick it through uh, as for as long as it takes and stay at it. And once you have proven it to yourself, 
that's when the universe actually probably responds to your actions because it's almost like it, they, the, the universe or the world gets out of your own, gets, gets out of your way. And mm-hmm. that's, it, it's amazing how, you know, when you prove it to yourself and you own that identity, you walk into a room in a little bit differently than before you stand a little differently. Your, your tone, tonality is a little different. So um, I think it's significant. And people say, I want what you've got. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, one of the last questions I have for you, or maybe the last question, we'll run out of time. Um, outside of your own book, what's another book that you recommend for our audience and for our viewers? Oh, good question. Oh my gosh. I have got hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of books. I'm always reading about three or four at once. Um, let me think. So there's a book I read called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Have you ever read that book before? Yes, I have read that book. Ch- changed my life. I was 22. It put me on this path that I'm on today. And I owe it all to that one book. So uh, that's sort of like a defining moment. Anything like that? For yeah, you? you know what? You know what book it was for me? Um, a book called The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ooh. Bob Mandino. And it's that. this tiny little book. And it's got all these chapters and you're supposed to um, read a chapter for a month and then go on to the next chapter. Um, and, but you know what? I got stuck on this one chapter. I will I will persist until I succeed. And it was just, it sh- it shifted everything for me. That was, it, it really allowed me to see, you got to keep going, just what I've just talked about. And honestly, it's a brilliant book, really little, but really brilliant. Loved it. Okay, so the greatest salesman in the world. Is that what it's called, yeah. right? Good deal. Yeah, Og Mandino. Ooh, I got to pull that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have a website? I think you do have something that you promote for people to get in touch with you for speaking yeah, gigs yeah. So or my website, to work with you. Um, the website's wildlywealthy.com and it's Love where I title that. I basically share all my tips and secrets and ideas and I've got courses that people can jump in and join me in. Um, but I actually have a freebie for everyone. So I love guided visualizations. I love affirmations because I know how powerful they can be in helping to rewire your mind. So I've got a little kind of wildly wealthy bundle of um, audios and visualizations and affirmations and all things that are going to start you down the path of really changing your mindset. And you can get that at wildlywealthyfree.com. Wildlywealthyfree.com. Yeah. And that'll take you to a page and you can... Yeah, get all the goodies. I like it. I like the freebies. Therefore, people get to uh, see the value that you provide without charging anything um, up front. That's awesome that you do that. Guys, the book is called How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, a powerful guide for women to attract unlimited abundance today. I think this is perfect for 2024. You know, it's that new chapter. You know, you want these new habits that are going to expand throughout the year. And I truly believe it's not what you do today, but it's what you do today and every day for the next five years is what really matters. So start creating the good habits. And you can do that with her book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. Sandy, it has been an honor to talk with you today. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been great. I really (laughs) appreciate you asking me because I love, I love people like yourself that are making a difference in the world and and getting the message out and helping people to live lives beyond anything they could imagine. So I'm all for it. Well, thank you. I believe uh, like you had that struggle in Australia of receiving that book, The Secret. There are people all over the world that have no idea about Think and Grow Rich or Rich Dad, Poor Dad or any of these books that have changed our life. So if we can um, 
open the door to uh, a whole new life and be sort of like Plato's allegory of the cave. Have you ever read that book at all, by the way? Yeah. So Plato, who is the student of Socrates, wrote a book called The Allegory of the Cave. And it really outlines how individuals, whether they're in a cave and they're prisoners, eventually one will break free. And if you go outside from a cave and see how the uh, the world is really operating and feel the sunshine for the first time, and then you go down into the cave again and try to wake other people up, they're going to be angry with you, right? Because they don't believe in you. And uh, it's pretty wild how that's sort of like the entrepreneur mentality where once you wake up, once you walk outside of that cave, it's your moral obligation to go back into that cave and try to wake up as many people as possible. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> So check out that book. But anyways, guys, remember a million dollar book will lead to a million dollar life right on.